Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Sober, Stories of Badgers Empowering Recovery. This is a podcast hosted by Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, and my name is Megan Slokowski. I'm an outreach specialist with Wisconsin Voices for Recovery team. Wisconsin Voices for Recovery is an organization that helps unite people in recovery, their families, professionals, and allies. As a diverse coalition of recovery advocates, we serve as a statewide network to link services and support to those in need. Joining me today are Megan Virginal, Jesse Lauer, Carly Schmitz, and Jeff Sickinger. Megan, do you want to introduce yourself first? Hi, everybody. I'm Megan. I'm the executive director for Three Bridges Recovery. Three Bridges is a 501c3 recovery community organization. And our focus is um, peer support. Do I go now? <laughs> My name is Jesse, Jesse Luer, uh, not Lauer, close. <laughs> um, I'm the community program director for Three Bridges Recovery. Uh, as Megan said, we do recovery coaching, peer support, um, a lot of other things that go in line with that, as well as Narcan, which is what we're here to talk about today. Thanks, Jesse and Megan. Carly? Hi everyone, my name is Carly Schmitz. Um, I am a woman in recovery. I am the program coordinator over at Solution Sober Living, which is an all-female sober living up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Thanks, Carly. Jeff? Yeah, my name is Jeffrey Sickinger, and um, I'm hopefully in long-term recovery, and I'm just a carpenter construction guy here to talk. Thanks, Jeff. So today we'll be discussing Narcan stigma and some potential ways that you could respond. Um, first, let's just review what Narcan is and how it's helpful. So Narcan or naloxone is a medication that can be used to temporarily reverse an opioid overdose. It can come in nasal or injectable form. Wisconsin has a standing order for naloxone, so you can purchase it from any participating pharmacy um, and there are also a number of programs throughout the state that provide naloxone for free. Uh, Megan or Jesse, can you share a little bit about Three Bridges Naloxone program? Yeah, so I can take that. So um, Three Bridges has been a part of the Narcan Direct program since it was a pilot program, which was about three years ago. So Jesse and I are state certified Narcan trainers and we offer um, Narcan trainings in group settings, um, individual settings. Our main focus obviously is people that are at high risk for an overdose and just getting Narcan in the hands of everybody and anybody. And then also we always have Narcan on site at Three Bridges um, and we can drop it off to people. Like I said, just really getting um, Narcan out to, to those in need. Thank you so much for sharing, Megan. Um, here at Wisconsin Voices, um, we also have a naloxone program called the Naloxone Box Project, um, where we place nalox boxes at community businesses. Um, anyone in that community can enter the business um, and access those boxes. Um, within each box, um, there are two doses of Narcan, a rescue breathing kit, um, Narcan administration instructions in English and Spanish, and also local recovery resources. 
Um, but unfortunately, in doing this amazing work and Three Bridges um, can collaborate, we're running into some negative comments and stigma. Um, here are the most negative comments we are hearing and that you may hear or you can potentially and how you can potentially respond. Um, so the first one we wanted to cover today is addiction is a choice. Why are we helping? Okay. Um, yeah. So a recent post we made uh, about the uh, Nalox box got a lot of these kind of comments. And there, I feel like there's so many things I could say about it, but just like the first things that come to me is it's not a choice. You know, I would not have chosen the life that I had in addiction and I don't think anyone else would have. Um, when you're in my experience, you know, when you're an 11 year old kid or a 12 year old kid, you don't have coping skills. And when you're growing up and you find something that you really like, um, I took right to it. You know, I didn't choose the life that addiction gave me. I was just a kid trying to feel good for once in my life. And that turned me into an adult who was still chasing that feeling. Um, it was painful. It's not a choice that I would have continued to make had I, well, I guess had the tools to choose not to do it in the first place. Um, I feel like I should have more to say about that. <laughs> uh, but that's the main thing for me is that like, it's, it's really not a choice. Otherwise it wouldn't be called addiction. Did you have something to add to that, Meg? Um, I don't have anything to add to this um, specific one. I think Jesse covered most of my thoughts as well. Um, Jeff or Carly, do you have anything that you want to add? I always say, so I remember when I was in preschool, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I wanted to be a florist. Um, I, I, I definitely did not grow up to be a florist. Um, I, you know, I came from a, a really great family, a very supportive family. Um, you know, basically I had a great, a great life, just like the road to that great life, like right in front of me. Um, but I mean, alcoholism, it runs in my family. Um, I 100% believe that I had no say in the matter. I had no choice. Um, I remember the first time I ever put something into my body, it was just like, this is it. This is my solution to all of my problems. This is how, that was my coping skill. That is how I coped with life was putting a substance into my body. Um, and, you know, you could have hooked me up to a lie detector test sometimes and, and I'd be like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I quit. And then the next day I'm, I'm back at it. There's just that that power of choice. It's just not there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it, without a doubt in my mind, this is definitely a disease. Yeah, um, Jeff here. I, I'm kind of on the same boat, you know, obviously, as you guys. Um, you know, it's a choice. It's kind of the way I see it is, you know, people have a choice to, you know, eat or not eat, you know, sleep, not sleep, this, that, the other. And when I was in active addiction, I chose drugs over eating, you know, over sleeping, over family, kids. And um, those are things that I never, ever thought that I would ever do. You know, I was always, you know, when I was young, you know, I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a great partner. I'm going to, you know, be a productive member of society. And, and once I found them drugs, that 
that slowly dwindled away. Um, you know, I, I didn't become a productive member of society, you know, and like you, Carly, I had the same, um, you know, upbringing, like I had a great family, you know, the, the tools to, to have a great life. And it just, it fell by the wayside once I found, you know, the drugs and the alcohol and, and that was my first choice, you know, um, that was my first choice, you know, like they said, you know what the choice is, you know, people, we can choose to eat and, you know, drink and I chose drugs over all of it. So, so that's what, I don't know. That's my input. Well, thank you all for sharing. Um, so the next comment we want to address is insulin and EpiPens should be provided for free, not Narcan. Those individuals have done nothing wrong. Yeah. So right away, I agree. Insulin and EpiPens should be more available. <laughs> I don't have any argument against that at all. Uh, that has nothing to do with Narcan, though. We're talking about saving people's lives. And um, I don't know. Recently, I heard about, uh, what was it? Insulin, getting sheep insulin. Go to the vet and get sheep insulin. <laughs> so there's a little workaround <laughs> I've learned about because I've been looking into that uh, because it is ridiculous. Um, insulin and EpiPens are insanely expensive. Um, and that is a disease uh, that people did not choose to have, right? Um, same with addiction, you know, and I, I understand the argument that they chose to use in the first place. And that kind of goes back to the previous question. Uh, but I would disagree with that. You know, it's whether it's born into somebody uh, genetic, or it's created in them. Or, um, I don't think I guess I, I'm going back to my original answer that as a child, when a, when at least when I picked up addiction, I was not in a state to be making choices, you know. So um, I took it back to the other question, um, but but that's my response to that. I don't disagree with that. And a person with addiction is not the enemy of a person with diabetes, um, is not the enemy of a person with an allergy. Um, I think those things are unrelated, and I think that there's absolutely work to be done there too, but that doesn't mean that we should be, you know, putting down people with addiction, that we should not be helping those people because other people need help. We should be helping all people. That's what I have on that. Um, so I guess, again, you know, Jesse talks about in this question as well, um, that insulin and EpiPen should be provided for free, not Narcan. We had a lot of those um, comments recently on the post that we created. And like Jesse said, I totally agree. Um, I highly encourage people that are um, passionate about those things, like each of us are passionate about recovery, to get involved and see if we can make change. It's taken so much um, work, so much collaboration, so many people coming together, um, funding issues, all those things. It's taken, I mean, a village of those of us coming together to be able to provide Narcan to people um, that need it. So again, I just think that if those are things that people are passionate about, I, I would encourage them to get involved and let's make those changes. Um, these are the changes that we're trying to make, but I would love to see um, I'd love to see these things provided for people as well at, at no cost to them. Thank you, Megan and Jesse. Um, Carly or Jeff, did you want to address this question? So 
a couple weeks ago was overdose awareness day. Um, and I was scrolling, you know, to post the perfect picture on my Facebook for, for that day. And I found this one and it said junkie addict. And there was another word and then they were all crossed out and underneath it, it said human. Um, and that's kind of what it comes down to for me is, is regardless of, of, you know, what disease you have, um, we're all human beings. We all deserve, you know, if I'm a, if I were, were a diabetic, I, I, I deserve insulin. I'm a human being, you know, like my life matters. Um, you know, just like somebody that, that struggles with addiction, you know, I'm a human being. I, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I have friends, I have a life, I matter. Um, and that's what it comes down to for me. And over the last 10 years, things have changed significantly. And I think the reason that it's changed is because we're using our stories and we're using our voices and we're speaking up because, I mean, our friends are dying, our family members are dying. And we are using our voices. And I think that that's, that's something that everyone should be doing. You know, if you disagree with something, if you think, you know, you're being treated poorly or unfairly, like speak up, use your voice, um, fight for what you need and what you believe in. And I think, I mean, within reason, like we don't need to all go like brawling on the street, on the streets, but let, yeah, I mean, we're human beings. That's what it comes down to for me. You guys, you know, said the same thing. Yeah, we're we're all human and we all, you know, we all deserve to uh to be treated, you know, fairly and with respect. And and I'm on, you know, the, the same thing like you said, Jess, you know, yeah, I believe that, you know, um people with allergies and stuff that, you know, need epipens, they should have them and diabetics should be, you know, um getting insulin. Um you know, why does, you know, an addict deserve this more than that, you know, and I I don't feel that anyone deserves it, you know, more than anything. It's just, we all, we all really deserve to, to have some help. And, um, and yeah, I guess that's all I have. <laughs> Thank you all. Um, so we'll move on to our last comment right now. And unfortunately it's, it's the most horrific. Um, so we do hear on a lot of our posts, um, let nature run its course. This is one that just kind of enrages me, honestly. Um, what all of our medical stuff that we do is not necessarily letting nature run its course. So just specifically for people with addiction, let them die. Um, but not your grandmother who is dealing with medical issues or whatever it may be. Um, so I think that it's just a cruel comment and really doesn't have a lot of ground. If you ask me, um, I think it's just horrible. As we've mentioned many times on here already, we're all people. And I think I like to think in today's age, we're becoming a more compassionate society, uh, where we care about each other. We're trying to lift each other up and, um, I think that just wellness and compassion are more of the, hmm, what I see is like core traits of our community, or I'd like to see, 
and then when I see stuff like this, it really hurts. And it makes me realize that there's, there's so much more stigma out there than I thought there was, I guess. Um, I think we are making big changes in, in us just being vocal about it and showing like anyone could be a person in recovery. You know, it doesn't pick uh, just a specific demographic of people, right? Um, no, I think it's horrible. And, and I think about like what we're doing right now, you know, we're all talking here and whoever's listening to this will probably be people who are supportive of Narcan or recovery, you know? Um, so I think really what it takes to change somebody's perspective on something like this, a lot of times is personal experience, you know, whether that, and I hope that nobody has to personally experience it. Um, but of course people do. So I think it, you know, until somebody, a friend, a friend or a family member or somebody goes through something like this, um, I, I, I would hope that, I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> I'm um, but I don't know. I think that let nature run its course is a horrible thing to say. And I hope that people who would say something like that would change their minds. So I think this one for me is probably um, the hardest. So just seven days ago, um, it had been 15 years since I lost my mom to an overdose. Um, and I remember her telling me when I was younger, if I ever die of an overdose, know that I died happy. And I never understood that um, until I struggled with my own addiction. I said I would never um, use drugs because of what my mom went through and what that led to for the pain and the hurt of um, me growing up through, through my childhood, I guess. Um, but to know that that's how deep her hurt was from her addiction um, and that substances were her only way to escape that and then for it to have ultimately taken her life. If there would have been Narcan available then, um, she would still be here today and I wouldn't have lost my mom. Um, I would still have her. She would be able to see her grandkids growing up. She would have been able to see me growing up. Um, she would have been able to see me in recovery. Um, I had never used when, when my mom had passed away. So she never saw, um, I guess my substance use disorder really. Um, or at least she didn't see me at those, those ultimate lows. Um, so I guess this one is probably the one that hits the deepest and hurts the most when I hear these things. Um, I hope nobody ever has to feel the pain and the hurt that I've um, went through of losing my best friend and my mom and she was everything to me. Um, but unfortunately, I know that there are many people that that are in my shoes as well and that have felt this. Um, I believe that everybody has a chance and I believe that every single person deserves to live a life in recovery. And had there been Narcan available, um, I think she would have found her way to recovery. I'm going to jump in here quick. Um, Jeff, um, yeah, let nature take its course. I am so glad that nature has not taken its course in my life in many ways. Um, number one, you know, my kids, my partner, they wouldn't have me in their lives. You know, I wouldn't be in the family photos that I have today if it wasn't for Narcan. And you know, it wasn't just a one-time thing with Narcan. It was like, you know, more probably around a dozen or more times, 
you know, like let nature take its course because this junkie can't, you know, figure it out. Um, thank God that people kept giving me Narcan, you know, um, not only medical professionals, but fellow addicts that I was using with that cared enough, you know, to bring me back. You know, and I can remember being resentful sometimes coming out of them because it, it pushes you right into being sober again instantly. And that sucked for me, you know, and I would go back out and get another one, you know, get another bag and, you know, try to get lit again. And just being so mad at them people that were saving my life. <clears throat> um, thank God they did and nature didn't take its course. Um, another way I like to, to think about it too is um, my son, when he was a, between one and two years old, he, um, he had some iron deficiency and it was, his numbers were severely low, like to the point where he was um, taken to St. Joseph's um, hospital and put, you know, in intensive care. Um, and because nature didn't take its course and, you know, medicine was able to intervene, I didn't lose my son, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. That's one of the moments that, um, that really made me thankful that, that I didn't die, you know, that I got to be there and go through that with my son. And <clears throat> it, um, it really, really thank God nature didn't take its course. You know, um, like I said, I get to be here. I get to be a part of life today. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. You know, I love helping not only other people that are struggling, you know, addicts and stuff, but just anyone, anyone in life, you know, um, I try to help out as much as I can. Um, because man, I've been given, you know, this blessed, beautiful life and, you know, thank God to Narcan. Um, I'm present in it today. You know, I'm hard worker, you know, not that I need references, but you know, I am, I'm a hard worker, self-employed. Um, I love doing what I'm doing. Um, beautiful family and, um, just a beautiful life. I get to be present. I get to be a son. I get to be, you know, grandson. I get to be cousin, whatever, you know, I, I get to be here because of Narcan, you know, it saved a, a wretch like me, you know, because I was that junkie that like, even, even the using people community didn't want me around. They're like, oh, there's old, you know, fallout Jeff, the overdose are like, we don't even want him around, but they still save my life, you know? Um, so, so yeah, let's, I don't know. I'm just all about the greater good today. Love you guys. I'm right there with Jeff. Um, I remember the first time that um, someone had administered Narcan to me, I woke up and I was pissed. I'm like, like, why? Like, why? Um, and then it kept happening. Like, it kept happening. And I reached a point in my life where I truly did welcome the idea of death. Um, I was like, I'm going to die. This is how. And the reason behind that is because I saw no other way out. Um, I always said recovery is not for me. It's not for me. It's too hard. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, but I think that everyone is, everyone has the right to, to think what they want to think. Everyone has the right to put labels on things or um, 
have judgments about others or about a population um, in general. And it's okay. That's all right. We can do that. Um, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. And it does. And, you know, like I said before, like I'm a human being and I have feelings and like, I didn't want this life. And like, you over here saying to me that like, I'm undeserving, like, wow, like that hurts like that. It hurts. Um, and, you know, fortunately today I'm able to look at things differently. My perspective has changed a lot and I can take that phrase of let nature take its course and I can look at it differently. So yeah, let na nature take its, its course, but like there's going to be interventions in there, just like there is for any other health condition or disease. Like there is people take interventions. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But, you know, treatment is thrown in there. Counseling is thrown in there. Um, and all of these other opportunities that are given to those those who need help. And it's like, OK, well, maybe maybe Narcan was just an intervention for me. Like it didn't, it didn't work right away, but like three years sober, like look where I am today. Like I'm able to help people. I'm able to use my experience and my story and help people. Like, so yeah, I mean, there are people out there who may not think that I, I'm deserving, um, but there are also a lot of people out there who think that I am. So it's like, yeah, people can say really hurtful and harsh things, but like, I don't have to take that. I don't have to take that judgment and let it destroy me inside anymore. And I think that that's one of the greatest things that recovery has given me. Thank you all so much for sharing. So these are just a few of the comments that you may receive doing similar work um, and some potential responses. If you hear something similar, we're asking each one of you to have a conversation with that individual. Um, the most successful way to address stigma is if there's personal interaction. Um, so that's whether that's sharing your story or sharing a loved one's story. Megan or Jesse, um, how can people get involved with your work if they're interested? So really quickly before we cover this, I just want to say that um, thank you to everybody for being so vulnerable and sharing your stories. I think this is probably one of the more empowering things I've done, but I think it just really hits home um, all of the work that we still have yet to do, but everything that we have done together. I think this just shows how powerful recovery is, and with that shows um, the great need that we have for Narcan. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for, for sharing. It was so great to, to hear, um, your guys' stories and just to see that vulnerability. Um, these are hard things to talk about, but I think it is important that we continue to be loud and we continue to share our stories, um, so that we can empower other people and so that we can see more people in, in recovery and helping each other. With that, I'll let Jess talk about how how you can get involved in the work that we do. All right. So, I mean, getting involved with uh, what we do at Three Bridges is recovery coaching and peer support, you know? So if, if, if an individual has lived experience, 
uh, in addiction and wants to help out in that way, can always reach out. We have CCAR uh, recovery coach trainings all the time. We want to train everyone across the land. Um, otherwise, uh, I think the biggest thing really for any individual and, and Megan, you had already touched on this was talk about it, you know, cause I think a lot of this is born out of ignorance. Um, and I don't mean that in like a harmful way. I just mean that maybe people who think this stuff, they haven't experienced that. They haven't had a loved one go through it, you know, and I'm not wishing that on anyone. Uh, but maybe they just don't know also, you know, maybe they have a friend who has a friend or a family member who's gone through it. Would you say that to their face? Would somebody look at Jeff in the face and say these things to him? You know, I doubt it. It's easy to say that over the internet when you, uh, when you don't know somebody who's gone through that, but then when you, when you've had that lived experience or know someone who has, um, I think it really changes your perspective. So if you're a person who has that experience or know someone who has that experience, share that, talk to people about it. And uh, let's, let's break that stigma. Thank you all. Um, Carly, I know you work at Solutions. Is there any way people can get involved um, in your work or local community? Um, we do have a recovery club up. Um, I keep saying up here in Oshkosh, like I'm so far north <laughs> um, in Oshkosh. And we have, I mean, there are so many opportunities there for people to get involved. Um, they can volunteer at the counter. Um, we have a steering committee where people can help on a higher level, um, which entails people, you know, working on events or putting events together. Um, people, you know, going out and finding volunteers and bringing them in so they can be of service at the club. Um, and, you know, like I said before, we do have, we have three sober living houses for women. Um, and it's, it's pretty great because we have a lot of women in the community who are able to, to walk into those houses and to help those women, you know, on their journey. So I don't know. I mean, there are definitely opportunities up here to get involved, but I mean, just the, the, community that we have here it's it's like a home to us um it's where it's where we go like if I'm bored I'm like oh let's just go to the club um I, <laughs> I never never I never thought that was going to be my life um but we are always you know finding events or finding opportunities where we can we can take people in early recovery and say like here like do you want to be of service do you want to get involved like you should really do this so i mean we're always looking to support one another one another and especially looking to support the newcomers thanks carly um and if you're interested in learning more about wisconsin voices for recovery naloxone box project or getting a box um, for your area, you could email us at naloxone at femmed.wis.edu, um, and I'll put that in the comments um, so you could access that. Um, additionally, if you are interested in getting Narcan, um, there are a number of organizations across the state who are partnering with the Narcan Direct program. 
Um, if you type in Wisconsin Narcan Direct program into whatever internet browser you use, um, you'll see a link um, to Wisconsin DHS and you'll be able to see where all of those partners are located. Um, thank you all again for listening um, to Sober Stories of Badgers Empowering Recovery. Thank you.